people have to connect with you first before they'll really consume your message. And and so if you if you don't have that attention engagement which leads to connection, then your message is not going to get transferred either. One of the most important commodities when it comes to online video today is attention. And in a noisy newsfeed driven environment that most people are consuming online video content, whether it be on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, it's a sound off environment. People are watching primarily without the sound enabled. And attention is where you can either make or break your video strategy right from the outset. So in today's episode, we're going to explore one of the best ways to capture attention and hold attention in your video content on these newsfeed-driven platforms. Welcome to episode 91 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm really glad that you've joined us here today. We've got a great episode with you today as I'm bringing back to the show Gideon Shalwick. Now, Gideon was actually back in episode 10 of the Engage With Story podcast, which was the precursor to the Engage Video Marketing podcast. And back then I brought Gideon Shalwick onto the show to share all about how to build a tribe around yourself using the power of storytelling online. Now, Gideon really is a serial entrepreneur in the online video industry. He loves anything to do with building global audiences using video, and he's helped over 200,000 people grow their businesses using video marketing. The reason why I wanted to bring him on today is that he's the founder of Splashio.com, which is a video production service that actually helps you caption your videos to help build super engaged audiences. With over 77,000 people already joined Splashio, they're really nailing this service of filling the gap of being able to provide burnt-in captions on your video content. So you know those meme-style videos where you've got a square format video with the headline at the top and the burnt-in captions or the text on screen at the bottom of that video? Well, in many cases, if you're seeing that, that's probably Splashio.com that's helping people pull those together unless they've got an editing team working behind them. So this is a really interesting chat. I love to have Gideon on and I can't wait to share it with you. But before we do, this is episode 90 one of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. That means we're getting close to episode 100. Now, I want to do something special for episode 100, and I've decided that what I want to do is actually interview three or four listeners to this podcast. So if you've been listening to this podcast, whether this be your first episode right now or whether you've been listening for a while, I would love to hear from you and and make some time to get you on the show as well. So reach out to me, podcast at engagevideomarketing.com or reach out to me on any platform, LinkedIn, Instagram, at engage underscore Ben. And uh, and let's chat. Let's work out a time that we can bring you on for a quick chat on the podcast to learn more about you and your story. 
So back to my guest today. Now, Gideon Shawick is really a legend in the world of online video. So I'm super glad to be able to bring him back to you again today. Now you can find out more about Splashio, the online video captioning service uh, that we're gonna talk about today via my affiliate link, which I'll call out at the end as well, but it's at engagevideomarketing.com slash Splashio. Now, if you do decide to use the service during using that affiliate link, uh, then I do get a small commission back to me and it's at no extra cost to you. But I just wanna mention that because obviously if you get value from this podcast, I'd really appreciate you uh, trying the service out via that affiliate link. And by doing so, you're supporting this show. So thanks again. So without further ado, let's just get into the chat now with Gideon Shalwick from Splashio.com. Gideon Shalwick, welcome to the show. Hey, Ben. Great to be here again. Yeah, absolutely. So you were all the way back in episode 10 of what was previously the Engage With Story podcast, where we had a great conversation around building a tribe using story. But now... This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast and we're on episode 91 and I wanted to bring you back because I wanted to talk to you all around what you're doing with Splashio, your service for burnt in captions on video. But before we get into that, for people who haven't heard of Gideon Shellwick before, what's your story? What, what led you into the world of, of what you're doing in video today? <laughs> well, it was nothing planned. <laughs> so, um, and, and, and first of all, thanks for having me on the show again. I feel really honored. It's, it's, it's great to be here a second time. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my, my entrepreneurial journey started uh, uh, what, 14 years ago now almost. And um, back then I, was, I had a job, uh, you know, it was all good fun, but um, I, I, I didn't feel like I could really express myself. You know, it was, um, uh, I wasn't building an asset for anybody, uh, for, for myself, I was building it for someone else. And the, the one thing that worried me as well is that the, the day I would quit would be also the day that the, the money would dry up. So that it's got to be a better way. I started reading things like Rich Dad, Poor Dad from Robert Kiyosaki and, and a few other inspirational books like uh, Thinking Grow Rich from um, uh, you know, Napoleon Hill and, and a bunch of others. And I thought, hey, I, I've got to do this thing. And, and so... So not too long after that, I told my wife, said, look, let's, this, we were back in New Zealand then. So look, let's, uh, let's quit our jobs and, you know, let's, let's go to Australia and, and, uh, and start a business. And long story short, um, got to Australia. Um, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Tina and my wife, she started working and, um, and I said, let, let me try this business thing while you pay the bills, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and I said, basically, you know, if I can't back my, make back my salary within the first year, then I, <clears throat> I don't deserve to get paid that much, which wasn't much. It was like 54000 uh, New Zealand dollars back then. And <laughs> I remember the first year I made, I think I made uh, 10000 and spent 11000 And the second year wasn't any better. It was along the same lines, maybe like, Maybe I made eleven thousand and spent twelve or thirteen thousand. So both years were negative, and um, and so uh, you know I, I, I you know I couldn't really look my wife in the eye properly <laughs> at that point. Saying, hey, what's going on here? Um, so after about two and a half years, I figured it out finally and, and started making some decent money with my business. And um, and about three years into it, my wife was able to quit a job and started helping me in the business too. So it was really cool. And and then you know I, I just kind of. Um, gradually moved into the video thing like it was it wasn't planned like I said ever it was uh, my first product was a book that I wrote and I started selling this thing and then I didn't know how to get traffic so I thought, oh, how, how do I figure out this traffic thing okay let's interview people I thought and and the people who's, who's, who's already done it so I thought let's do it on video because no one else is doing it on video so this is back in 2006 2007 where I started interviewing these people and 
I mean, video was just a mess back then in terms of production, like online video. Just, it was crazy hard to get good looking videos online. YouTube was just getting started. Um, I remember we, we published all our stuff on blip.tv. They're not even around anymore, I don't think, because uh, they had good quality, you know. Mm. And, um, and so I, I learned through osmosis in a way because I wanted to do something else. And then in the process, I thought, Hey, this, I need this video thing, you know, to help me do what I want to do. And, and, and through doing that, I, I just, you know, became good at it and, and just started creating more projects within the video space. And I, I guess the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you subsequently, uh, you know, started a, a service Splashio. So can you briefly introduce, Introduce us to Splashio and what Splashio is all about. Yeah, sure. So Splashio, we've we've uh, it's um, Splashio has actually been around for quite a while, um, but we've just pivoted the service, uh, the business, um, uh, in end of last year. So it's, we've only been at it for a few months now, um, but I saw a need in the market for. Uh, for helping people caption their videos, you know, transcribing it and then burning those captions into the videos. You've probably seen them like with, you know, like the, sort of the meme style videos where you've got the headline at the top and then the, the captions down the bottom and uh, maybe some sort of call to action at the end, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, I saw some of the, the famous folks doing it uh, and getting lots of views, um, but not many other people. And, I thought, hey, this would be cool to have this format. And so I tried it myself and it's like a total mess you know, trying <laughs> to do it. Um, it's, you know, the, the tools exist. They do exist. Like you can use uh, whatever, um, Adobe Premiere or, um, or I think Final Cut, Final Cut uh, does it as well. Um, uh, Adobe After Effects. Uh, I mean, there's some fancy software, but it's like for pro level sort of editors. And, and what about everyone else? And so then I found some, there were some software companies that's sort of been working on it, but, and they were pretty cool, but you know, it was still painful because you still got a, a lot of them used uh, artificial intelligence to transcribe the videos for you. And then you still got to go in there, either you or someone in your, in your company and tidy it up. And it's like yeah. that in and of itself was still like a pain in the neck. And I thought, now there's got to be an easier way. And so I, we figured out a way to do it for people uh, in a cost effective way and, 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 you know, quick enough for people to, to still get a great result and, um, and set up a service around that, that problem. And uh, it's been a few months now and at the moment we're, um, yeah, we're really enjoying the process. It's, it's great fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, towards the end of this episode, guys, we'll, um, we'll share a bit more about how you can, you can tap into what Splashio has to offer and try it out for yourself. But before we do that, let's bring it back to, to, I guess, the need for this kind of video production in the first place. Because, I mean, you know, if, if someone's going to create a video, right, whatever it may be, whatever that type of video, um, you know, potentially you could just upload that to, to Facebook, to YouTube, to LinkedIn, to Instagram. You could just upload that video everywhere, right? So what's wrong with, with just doing it that way? Mm, yeah, so uh, there's a couple of... Uh, ways that people do it wrong, <laughs> I think. Um, well, from my point of view, anyway, what, the, the most obvious way is when you see people um, on a platform, say like LinkedIn, for example, and um, they post a link to their YouTube video on on LinkedIn or similarly mm-hmm. on Facebook, they might, they might already have a video on, on YouTube and then they link to it on their Facebook page or profile. And of course, um, what happens is these platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn in this case, uh, they don't like that sort of thing. Cause it means that, you know, it's showing another platform's content on their platform. So what they do is they, they display it differently to uh, what it would normally look like if you were to upload your content natively on those platforms. <clears throat> For example, they don't autoplay. 
and also like on Facebook, they make it really ugly. Like the, the thumbnail, they make it a really tiny thumbnail. Yeah. And Facebook will crush the reach of that thing, right? Yeah, the, so their course, algorithm yeah. hates it when you That's share right. YouTube links. They, they hate it. And, and so you, you, you don't get many advantages really for, for doing that. Um, so that's the first thing is to, to natively upload your, uh, your content, um, your video content to these platforms. Like, so it, it is a bit more effort, uh, because you can't just pop a link there from YouTube. You've got to get that, you know, uh, that video uploaded to, uh, to the, to the platforms themselves. And they're going to perform a lot better. Just, just, just by doing that, they're going to do a lot better. Uh, on those different platforms. Um, then the second uh, uh, one, it's not as obvious, and I know Ben, you probably know a lot more about this, but um, and, and I don't do this one too much because I, um, I try and keep things simple, but it's basically where people, I guess, don't realize that each platform is different in the sense that uh, there's some, there's some, um, like uh, visual differences, I guess, or phys- almost physical differences. Like for, for example, on YouTube, the way you'd subscribe to a channel is very different to how on Facebook, someone might like your page or, or, or on LinkedIn, how someone might connect to you or follow you or like your video. Like those, there's some, some like visual or physical differences between, between the different platforms. So if you, for example, create a video, um, uh, that's really more for YouTube for your call to action, for example, and you say, Hey, hit the subscribe button, you know, or, and, and hit the bell thing, you know, on YouTube. Um, and you, you upload that same video with that call to action onto Facebook and LinkedIn, for example, then, you know, it's, it's going to look off and it's not mm. going to do as well. So there's a case for creating content specifically for each platform, just from that physical visual perspective. But then it's also a case for creating content specifically for, for different platforms. Um, uh, taking into account the different audiences that hang out on the different platforms. So like on YouTube, it's a very different audience to Facebook, which is a very different audience to, to LinkedIn. Uh, yeah. and, and same for the other platform. Each one has their own flavor. Um, and, and so, so that can make it now complicated and you go, okay, hang on. Do I have to create content now for th- three different pieces of v- essentially the same video content for three or four of whatever different, have however many different platforms. Um, so I don't go that complicated. I basically, at the moment, to be honest, I'm just, I'm just creating content for LinkedIn because that's my most favorite platform at the moment. And as, as, um, as I get a bit more time, I might think about other platforms as well, but the content that I am creating for LinkedIn, I'm creating it specifically for LinkedIn, for the LinkedIn audience and for the LinkedIn interface. Um, and I, I find that that's a really great way to, to connect better with your audience because they see that they yeah. notice that. Yeah. Yeah, I think what's really important about what you've just shared there is that idea of, and it is a you know a marketing term, that idea of platform native content or, or content mm. that's native to a particular platform. And and there's really two things that you talked about there of native being a native upload. So actually taking that video mm. file and uploading it natively or within a particular platform that's using, it, yeah. using their native video player. Um, but also that idea of creating content in a way that uses the language of that native mm. platform, you know, so, mm. um, you know, and understanding the nuances and the difference both in the visual language, like you talked about, um, and the language that you should use to connect with people on those platforms, because people are different or interacting differently on different platforms. You know, I think we just need to accept that and understand that. And 
do everything we can in the way that we're sharing content on these platforms to recognize the language of that particular platform. Definitely. The language and attitudes as well. I've like, I've, uh, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. really new to LinkedIn still. I uh, only really started this year a couple of months ago, even not even sure if it's that, that long ago, but um, I'm just really realizing the difference in attitudes between people on the different platforms. Uh, we had a quick laugh about it before we started the call, but you know, we talked about how on LinkedIn it, doesn't seem to be much trolling happening, which is fantastic. You know, and it seems like the, the, the audience there are more uh, mature in a way, like they're, they're more um, professional, more uh, uh, not professional in, in the sense that it's all stiff and stuff like that, but it's uh, professional in the sense that they're, uh, they've got manners. You know, people <laughs> seem to have manners on and, and, and they're really supportive on, on, on LinkedIn in particular. Um, and on, like on, on YouTube, it seems like it's, you can be a bit more anonymous you know, with your comments and, and, and be, a, be a troll if you wanted to. And, and similarly on Facebook, it, it can get quite messy sometimes. Um, so and on, on LinkedIn, I'm not seeing that. And, and I think that, that just points again to the different attitudes that people have on the different platforms. And, and so when you realize that, and you, it, it's almost like um, having a different conversation with three different people. If we, if we were to compare yeah. Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn, they're, they're three different people in a way that you're having conversation with. And, and so you, you, I mean, you speak differently to different people, right? It's just how we, how we are as humans. Like you speak different to a child compared to what, what you might speak to uh, uh, a teenager or an, an adult or an old person. It's just, it's just how we are. Yeah. I think it's also important to recognize the different user intent on each of those platforms as well. Like people are going to those platforms, you know, like me, for example, I engage with content on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, mm. LinkedIn. Like I use all of those different mm. platforms, but I turn to those platforms with different intent in mind. Right. When I'm on LinkedIn, for example, I have my business brain on. I have my mm. you know, connections, networking, wanting to engage with or learn um, something that's relevant mm. to my professional interests. Mm. When I'm on Facebook, it's, I'm, I more have my you know, socializing hat on, you know, mm, my, mm. I, I want to see things from family and friends and what people have been up to on the weekend and mm. where they're going for their holidays and that sort of thing. And, and whereas on YouTube, YouTube, for example, I usually am going there with the intent of, you know, trying to figure something mm. out or learn something or, mm. um, so yeah, recognizing that intent, I think steers you in the right direction when it yeah. comes to being native on those platforms. Right. Absolutely. I, I, I think that's a really good point. The in, intent that, that, um, it changes how you create your content, having, having a different intent. It's such a, it's such a subtle little thing, right? Like the, 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 this whole idea of intent, but it's your, it's your whole attitude and, and demeanor that changes when you create the content. Like it's, uh, like I said, you speak differently to different people and it's the same, same with the platforms and, and people can feel it. I, I reckon people can definitely feel it when you, if you've created content for YouTube, but you publish it straight on, onto you, uh, onto LinkedIn, for example, or, or even Instagram, you know, like it's, it's just different. It's a different audience. You got to speak differently. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about captions then because captions are relevant to all of these platforms we've talked about in various ways. And, you know, it's so for example, on not on Instagram, uh, I don't believe there is a way to use uh, SRT or subtitle files on Instagram, but on Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, they have their own captioning ability, right? So often you need to actually create an SRT file or a subtitle file right. uh, using a service like rev.com, which is very popular, mm. um, which is, you know, a captioning service. They return back the transcript or the SRT file to you. Um, 
So you can just upload that SRT file alongside your video and Facebook, LinkedIn will actually show you the subtitles mm. if you turn them on, right? So, so, right. so what's wrong with doing that? You know, because that's not what Splashio allows you to do. Um, so what's wrong with just using that native subtitling option on those platforms? Oh, there's actually nothing wrong with it. I think it's it's um, if uh, if if that's something that you want to do that can already improve uh, the performance of your videos. I mean, uh, a company who was it? I think it was uh, Instapage. Yeah, they they did a very interesting test where they where they ran uh, a split test between it was uh, two videos, so exactly the same. The only difference was that one used captions, and they didn't even do it fancy. They just I think they just uploaded the SRT file. If I if I, if I could could judge it in the right way. If, if I could, it was hard to see, but it looked that, like they didn't wrap it up in a nice frame or anything like that. Yeah. But they only did that. And, and that gave them, um, some really interesting re- results. I'm just looking at some stats here. They had like 15% more shares from, from the ones who were cap- that were captioned, uh, 17% better reactions, uh, 26% more call to action call to action click throughs. And, you know, so they didn't even do it fancy. So even if you just do that by, by uploading the SRT file and getting captions like natively into your video, um, I think that's already better than not doing it. I, I'm a really strong believer now that you shouldn't be uploading video or using video on social media, un, you know, unless it's captioned as well, you've got to get the captions in there. And the main reason for that is because like 80 to 85% of people are watching the content on silent on their phones. Like it, it just mm-hmm. auto plays on silent. And, and if your video is just auto playing there and there's no captions, it's very hard for people to know what the heck's going on. And, and they might just, you know, they're not, if they're sitting in the office or in a, in a, in a place where they don't want to have the, the audio on, they're just going to keep scrolling. And she yeah. missed out on a ton, a ton of your traffic. So you gotta, you gotta have the captions in there, whether it's, uploading the SRT file like that or going the next step where, where you can get even better results by, by framing it, getting a headline in there and actually burning the captions in there. One of the, there's, there's a couple of issues with just uploading the SRT file. And the first one is that uh, um, the captions don't always show up necessarily the way you want to or at all sometimes. Yeah, they can be turned off, yeah. It can be turned off, it can be, it might depends on where that video is played from, whether those captions are allowed in there. So so it's a bit of a hit and miss sort of a strategy. And so you could go through all this effort to get the captions in there and then people might not even see them. That's one potential issue. Um, the other one is that um, because of the silent plays, um, <clears throat> like even if you have captions, um, it, you can get a much better result if you have um, the video framed in a way where people can immediately see what it's about. So one of our templates, for example, is where you can add a, a headline to videos, which functions very similar to, say, the headline of uh, a sales page or the, um, the, you know, the headline of an ad, for example. Um, or you know, it's that first thing that grabs people's attention and within a few seconds, they can know what the video content is about. So they can make a decision whether, whether they want to watch it or not. And so when you're just uploading the SRT files natively to these platforms, you don't have that ability. Um, so I guess what we do in Splash Show is the difference there is that, you know, you've got the ability to add something like a headline and burn the captions in so that they stay there throughout the whole video, no matter where people are watching it from. Yeah. And we've talked about it plenty of times on this podcast before that, that, that opening, those first few seconds, that opening hook, of every video is so critical in getting people to actually, you know, pause their scrolling and pay attention to that video. And one of the 
huge benefits that you're mentioning there is using that headline as the opening hook. It's highly visual. Um, and if you're using the headline in the right way, so, you know, good copy for that headline, then it will get someone to stop scrolling. Um, yeah. I guess you could potentially do that using a, a, a title in a standard video, right? So, so opening in the first couple of seconds with some, you know, hooky text on the screen, but yes. the, the problem potentially there is, is I always recommend to people, you know, don't start, you know, don't start with text on the screen. You need to start with a human face. People want to connect with other people, right? So the combination right. of what those meme style videos with the headline, you're still seeing the human face. You're still seeing mm -hmm. the person engaging and talking to you, but you're hooking right at the outset with that. Yeah, certainly the our most popular template is that one where you've got the template, the, the headline at the top, and then the video below that, and then the captions below that. Um, so I, I think it's got the combination of all the best best things you could possibly yeah. have in the video. Um, I just want to make so a very interesting point from what you said about you know grabbing grabbing people's attention with a headline like that. I, I think when you think about and this comes back to why, you know, why the heck should you have captions anyway, right? Is, is it, is it, yeah, sure. It's, it's stop people scrolling and get people to actually read your video as opposed to just watching it. Um, but you know, there's, there's two things you want to achieve or, um, want to get from your social media videos. One is you want to get attention. And the second one is you want to get engagement and engagement covers a lot of things. Engagement's like people actually watching your content throughout the whole, you know, like, preferably the whole video, uh, people liking your content, like physically clicking the like button, um, people commenting, people sharing, uh, people clicking on a link somewhere below your video or in the post. Those are all sort of engagement factors, right? So you want to, you want to grab their attention and then engage, engage, engage. And, uh, when you miss any of those two factors, then, you know, your, your video is not going to perform as well. Now, when you look at captions, it does, it gives you both those things. It grabs attention automatically because you've got stuff moving on the screen, right? And so it automatically grabs people's attention. And when you've got a headline there, that can do an even better job because if you, if you do a good job with your copywriting, you can, you can hone it in on a specific thing that you want, want to grab people's attention for. And, and that can be very, very effective. And then you've got the captions moving as well. But then you think about the, 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 the way that it works when you've got captions on the video, uh, people just can't help themselves. They have to read it. Like, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever, uh, even with a video with sound on, it, when there's captions, you can't help yourself. You just want to, you just want to read it. <laughs> so, and when you read it, you know, you naturally um, uh, consume the content a lot better because it's a, diff it's, a diff it's like you're using more than one um, uh, learning mode. Uh, you know, you're reading and watching and listening. So you've got like visual, auditory, and I don't know what the third one is. Um, well, you got, you got a whole bunch in there anyway, right? Uh, which means people uh, can consume your content and absorb it a lot better than they would otherwise, which is amazing. So it's yeah. like, and it's just by adding captions, it can get uh, um, that sort of benefit. Now, is this important to get more engagement? <laughs> Heck yes. Um, if you don't get engagement, that's when people keep scrolling and miss your content. Um, if you don't get engagement, you don't, you don't get more views. If you don't get engagement, you don't get more shares. And if you look at this, the, 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 the platforms that we've talked about, LinkedIn, so, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, they all have that as, as part of their, well, you know, I haven't seen the actual algorithms, but you can tell 
the videos that get more engagement are normally the ones who also get spread more and get more views and get more traction and that sort of thing. So it's absolutely critical that you, that you get uh, this engagement thing going and you can, you can, you know, the funny thing is, and, and um, I know you'll appreciate this Ben because you've got the video editing or video production background, right? For me, like in the past, the only real reason I would do editing on my videos would be to improve the engagement of the videos. It's like you do things like jump cuts, you add B-roll, you add cool music clips, you know, and, and a lot of that is to keep people's attention throughout the video, right? And to reset their attention so they keep watching. When you're watching TV programs, you know, they reset their attention every two or three seconds, even, even less uh, sometimes. Um, and, and it's all done with editing. So when you introduce captions into your videos, especially burnt-in captions, um, it, it kind of gets rid of the need for all that other stuff. So you can get away with just publishing a video with like zero editing and just add captions and you get that engagement anyway. So, yeah. so what that means is that as a, a content marketer or a video content marketer, um, it massively reduces that need and that time and cost of editing. And, and you can just add the captions and you get the same benefits, which uh, to me, that was a big eye opener when I, when I realized that the first time I was like, wow, I don't have to edit my videos anymore. I can just caption them. Boom. And then that, it gets the same result. So, so that was, was a big thing. So I just wanted to make the points like attention and engagement. You got to get those for your social media videos. Otherwise you just kind of waste, you spend all this time creating and content, right? And if you don't get the attention and engagement, you know, it's like, it's, 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 it can be very disheartening. You know, you publish the content and nothing happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. and I think to take that one step <laughs> further as well, like the kind of engagement that you want is ultimately what you want to achieve is the, the transfer, right? So uh, the transfer of an idea from you to, to your audience, right? Cause that's, that's right. ultimately why we're creating content is to transfer something from mm. me to you. Right. And if, if you don't, even if someone watches a video of yours for a minute where you're educating or ranting about a topic or whatever, if they don't get it, if they don't, understand or if they don't um you know if they didn't get the full picture of what it was you were trying to communicate then you've missed something you've missed an opportunity mm. to transfer that knowledge mm. to someone um or transfer that idea or thought or concept right mm. so that's where captions i think is hugely beneficial and you you, yeah. me you mentioned it there as well of actually helping people comprehend what it is yes. that you're you're saying, yes. particularly if, if someone is, you know, talking naturally and talking passionately um, and excitedly about mm. an idea, uh, often, you know, they can maybe talk fast or, or mm. you know, say words that are possibly missed, but the captions allows people to, to, to really get that message and, and allow it to sink in, in a much more effective way. So I think that's, mm. that's critical, right? definitely picks up uh, on, on, on those missed words and, and, and just gives that consistency of the message. And it, it's, you know, it's really interesting. You mentioned, you mentioning about the transfer of knowledge and or information. I mean, kind of like, that's kind of why we do, do this sort of stuff to transfer information. But I think also if, if there was one word that I could use for what you're trying to achieve with your, with your video content, that would be to connect Mm. connection you know like that's the number one thing and it reminds me of a really cool quote and i'm, I'm paraphrasing here but it's from um john c maxwell he wrote a book on one of the, one of his many books was on, on leadership and i remember him talking about um how he said something along the lines of um you know for uh people um has people have to buy into the leader first before they buy into their message they have to buy into the leader as in the person first before they can buy into their message. Yeah. And 
I think it's the same sort of idea here where people have to connect with you first before they will connect with your message, before they'll really consume your message. And, and so if you, if you don't have that attention engagement, which leads to connection, then your message is not going to get transferred either. You know? so, yeah. um, so again, you could, you could waste a lot of time and effort by creating all this, this amazing content with amazing ideas, but it doesn't get transferred. You don't connect and it doesn't get transferred and it's kind of, it's kind of lost, you know, into cyberspace. Yeah. I think there's a, um, another benefit as well for, for these style of, um, visually designed captions, right? So when you're burning in captions, when you're editing your video with burnt in captions and headlines, you're able to, to bring some visual branding to your videos as well. In addition to whatever visual branding might be yeah, within the video yeah. itself. Right. So, um, yes. you know, can you talk to that as well around the, that, that benefit of, you know, how you style these burnt in captions? Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, I've kind of, you know, it's so obvious to me now, I kind of forget about it. But, you know, when, when you have these videos framed like this, with, with the, it's not just having the headline at the top and the, and the captions down the bottom, but you can also use color, right, to have a color background for the headline at the top and then the captions down the bottom. I mean, that's just one of our templates, but it, it's a very popular one. <laughs> you know, it, it does at least two things. Uh, uh, firstly, it does this branding thing, so you can have your colors in there, right? You can have maybe a logo in there somewhere as well. Um, to to make the branding happening, so you could have uh, consistently branded content, video content uh, for your business, which is very powerful. So it means that people can recognize your brand a lot easier when that when that content comes up again. Oh, this is another one from Ben. Um, yeah, I, I remember seeing that. I'm I'm familiar with that brand. It builds it builds familiarity, uh, which uh, which builds trust, which in the end helps you connect and engage with your audience better. Which in the end helps people want to do business with you more and which means you're going to make more money. Right. So that's kind of like what, what it moves towards in the end. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you know, I, I guess another benefit of, of using color there is that it helps you stand out, like especially on these different platforms. It helps you stand out when you've got a, a color happening there. Um, you know, compared to just say text and other images when people scrolling, there's something auto playing and it's got some, it's wrapped in a really nice color with your brand colors. Uh, that definitely will, will grab more attention as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously, I guess it probably doesn't need to be said, but I, I'm going to say it anyway, is that if you are doing these sorts of videos, making sure that you have that consistency across your entire brand because you want people to be able to, you know, if they do take the action and go through to your website, they want to feel that that's the same brand that they had engaged with in, in that video. Right. So, um, you don't just choose a fancy color for every video that, you know, catches the eye like, a, or there's a hot pink um, yeah. background to the video <laughs> because I think that's going to capture people's eyes unless that's yeah. hot pink is your brand colors. Right. So, right. um, yeah, it's, that's an interesting one. I, you know, I, uh, it's, I, it's a difficult thing to do testing on because, uh, um, th there's this thing called, um, What's uh, it's like you get it in, in advertising, uh, like banner ads. I remember seeing it many, many years ago with banner ads and people become blind to ads, right? Like with banner ads, like if it's the same banner every time, it's like, oh yeah, that's just, that's just another banner ad. I'm not even going to look at it. So you can make it as flashy as you want. People go, this is trigger in their heads and go, oh, it's just a banner ad. I'm going to ignore it. Yeah. Um, so, um, so in a way there, there could be, um, it, I think the reason why some People like, uh, like Gary Vee or, or uh, Kerwin Ray here in Australia uh, or, or a bunch of the other ones, they, they change it up all the time. So they don't have 
like I look at Carowinds videos, for example, and they don't have any brand consistency. I'm going, what the heck, yeah. dude? Um, and so I think maybe what they're thinking is that if they change it up, it, it doesn't create that, um, that blindness, that blind spot to, to their brand. I'm not sure if that's, if that's uh, true because it's, like, it, it's difficult to, case, right, uh, to, to test. Right? I'm not sure how you would test that. But if that is a concern for you, I think you'd probably still be better off keeping a consistent brand with consistent brand colors, but change it up in some other way. There's other yeah. ways that you can change it up. You can change it up with your actual content, but always have something that, that's consistent with your brand so that people can know and realize, hey, this is, you know, this is, uh, I've already built that trust with that brand. So you don't have to keep on rebuilding it every single time there's a new video. And, and um, I haven't had a chat to Caravan about it. I might, next time I chat to him, uh, which doesn't happen that often at the moment, is um, I might have, have a bit of a word with him about that and, and find out, what, you know, if there's a, a reason for changing it up so much. Yeah, I mean, I would probably suggest that there are exceptions to any rule, but I think as a general rule that, you know, having that consistency is going to benefit a brand, right? But um, I think so. You know, certainly yeah. there, there is, uh, you know, there is benefits in that pattern interrupt as well, which is, you know, kind of right. what you're talking about there is that idea of if you're seeing, and, you know, I think possibly something like Gary Vee or Kerwin, because they release so much content, there's probably much more importance in interjecting those pattern interrupts, you know, so that... Well, yeah, but for everyone who's the people who are releasing a video a week or a couple of videos a week, I don't think right. the saturation point is yeah. there, right? Well, yeah, and no, I think maybe with with uh, with those videos, maybe maybe um, like I don't know the insides of their business, but maybe they've got a different person creating the video every time, you know? So um, they don't they don't have nice uh, like a, a branded template, say so to speak, for for their business. Maybe that's what's happening. I don't know, and they're just maybe they're getting them done on Fiverr or something like that, and it's like it's all over the show, you know? So yeah, <laughs> yeah who knows? All right. So, you know, one of the benefits of using a, a service like, like your own at Splashio is that you have some, you know, pre-planned out templates for, you know, allowing people to just kind of simply select the best way to go about creating burnt in subtitles for their, yeah. for their videos. But for people who maybe aren't using Splashio or wanting to experiment with this themselves, have you got any tips for, for how you plan out both visually and the way that it's done? Um, not specifically yeah. video editing tips. We don't need to get into like how to actually do it. Um, yeah. but so how do people actually think about, okay, so I want to burn in some captions on my videos. What tips have you got to share? You know, um, uh, we operate on the principle of, of KISS, you know, K-I-S-S, keep it super simple. And, um, there's another one they use, keep it simple, stupid, but I don't like that because I don't like calling people <laughs> stupid or myself stupid. Super um, simple. So, yeah, keep it super simple. Um, and, and so, so that runs throughout a whole organization. We, you know, everything we do, we go, how can we simplify this? How can we make it simple, 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 simple? And uh, I think that's one of the key features or benefits we have within Splash Shows. Like we, we, we ask the question, how can we make this like dead simple for people? Like, and and, and the, the key idea is how can we remove the monkey like the monkey of captioning your videos, how can we completely remove that for, for our clients so that they don't have to do it at all? In fact, all they have to do is give us the link to their video and, and we'll take care of the rest, you know, like completely remove the, 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 the monkey. And, and, and that's also why we don't have software for people to muck around with because we know that it doesn't matter how good our software is, people will still need to get in there and muck around with it. And it's like either them or someone in the team, it's just wasting time. It's like, no, we'll, we'll just take care of it for you completely. Um, so, so keeping it super simple and, and that ties in with when you're creating your content as well. Uh, I think 
sometimes we want to be too fancy, especially when we're talking about content marketing now, right? We're not, we're not necessarily talking about creating the next, um, uh, uh, what's it, uh, um, King of Thrones type of thing or, um, or yeah, new, the next Netflix special, the next or, Netflix special or, or a movie or even a sales, like sales videos can be, I think, um, or like a bit more some, higher production. Yeah. Yes. And, and video ads in particular, they can, you can spend a bit more time on them making them fancy, but for your regular day to day or week to week content marketing videos, keep it super simple. I, I mentioned an example to you before we started, um, the, the, before we hit record today, but, um, my first video on LinkedIn, uh, went bananas. Like it, it was crazy because I was actually testing a feature in, in our, um, in our platform that would allow you to, um, record from your webcam, uh, straight into the platform. Uh, and so I was, I was like testing, I was like, what shall I talk about? Like, okay. I'll talk about this certain topic. And so I wasn't even intending on uploading that video to LinkedIn. Anyway, I watched the video afterwards. Oh, okay. Okay. This will be cool. Cool. I'll, you know, publish it. So I've got like 500, 600 subscribers on LinkedIn. No big deal. This thing went crazy. Like <clears throat> I did zero editing on that video other than adding the captions and um, publish this video, 27,000 views later, over 200 comments, I think 300 shares or likes or whatever it is. Um, and <clears throat> I was thinking it took me literally three minutes to create that video. And the three minutes was me talking <laughs> in front of the webcam and, and I got an incredible response, <clears throat> which I did not expect. And, and yet I didn't do any editing. I just, it was like super, super simple. And I think there's some videos you can, you can see that, that goes bananas, um, on, on these platforms where not much has been done to them, but they've got captions on them or a good headline. And, and because of that, because the, the nature of the content, because of that, that, that rawness, that, that, um, that need for people to really connect with you. I think if you can figure that out, how to just connect with people through the camera lens, as opposed to trying to be fancy with your content and being scripting it out too much and, and editing it out too much, you know, like there's a place for it. But I think when it comes to connection, you can just keep it really, really simple. It's about the relationships, about making the connection and, and, and just don't let that stuff hold you back. Don't let it come in the way to break the connection. Just get the message out there and then flick it through and get a caption and you're done. You know? So that's my philosophy. Yeah. And I think that's should be really empowering to people who are potentially holding back from creating content on a consistent basis as well, because, you know, provided you've got something to say, you know, um, and provided you are passionate about what it is that you're saying and, and knowledgeable or, or whatever it may be, you know, removing the barriers of production for consistent content marketing is only going to result in, in, you know, more, more content marketing working for you. So, um, I think that's, that's really interesting. It ties into just um, what you'd said earlier around, you know, not that the, the captions itself become the production value, you know, mm, by simply mm. adding the captions, it, right. it comes from being a selfie video with no production, which is not very engaging and people likely to scroll past it mm. to being having enough additional production by adding those captions there that add some branding that it catches the eye that it engages on a different level. Like we've already talked about before. Um, but it's, you know, not any more difficult to produce than a selfie video, right? That's it. The selfie, like you can either do three webcam or, 
uh, on your phone. I mean, yeah, it's keep it real simple. And I, I think that the next barrier is, I'm not sure if we, we, maybe that could be a topic for another call, but um, the next barrier is, is, is the fear of, of doing it. Like this, there's two barriers. One is the, the fear of just actually being on camera and, and just doing it and thinking, oh, what's everybody going to say, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and the real quick tip there is that, and, and this is not mine, but it, I learned it from one of uh, Pat Flynn's guests. And I can't remember her name, but she said, when you've got that fear, it's like, it's to, it's to do it scared. Just it's like some people say, just feel the fear and do it anyway. But she said it really well. It's like, when you, when you feel the fear, um, just, just do the thing scared. Like, yeah. be, like be okay with just doing it while you're scared. And it's like, there's such a big, um, aha moment for me. Cause it's like, sometimes we think that the, we have to get rid of the, the fear and the scariness first before we can do it. We have to become confident first before we can do it. That's all BS. You just have to do it while you're not confident. You have to do it while you're scared. That's the first barrier. Uh, and I think this probably is like, you can speak for an hour on that topic. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, but the other one is knowing what to say. Like what does your, what should you cover inside your videos? And, um, that one is probably another call <laughs> worth. Um, but, um, I think in general it's, it's just, um, you know, if you focus on people's problems and solving those problems for people, you've got an unlimited amount of content that you can create. So, yeah. um, a couple of quick tips there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it does tie into, um, episode 90, which is last week, uh, in the podcast where I interviewed, uh, Jenny DeLacy, who's a, a video messaging coach effectively. And we talked, cool. we did talk in, in last episode a little bit about that. So for listeners who didn't listen to last week's episode, that's probably a good shout back to nice. that interview with Jenny, where we got into some of that stuff. So, um, but yeah, definitely an important point to reiterate here today, Gideon. So just to, just to wrap up here, I want um, to you to take an opportunity to, to talk us through just how, how simple Splashio is to use. So for people who are intrigued about giving it a go, um, you know, what's the process and, and how does it work? And, and do you have different levels of packages or do you pay per video? How, do, how does it Splashio work and how can we get into it? Yeah, sure thing. So like I said before, like our, our aim is to completely take the monkey off your back. So if you've got a video recorded on your phone or uh, through your webcam or any kind of video, it can, you can even grab, um, say, previous videos from YouTube, or if you've got a, a longer presentation, you can you can cut it up and just submit smaller snippets, you know, through through the platform. But the whole point is that you you already have the video and, and that's enough. You just send us your video um, and select from what you want it to look like basically the template and we've got some customizations there for for what you want it to look like there's no software that you've got to use to to edit the video like you just give us your link uh, or or we, we're building an upload feature as well uh, very soon um but upload either give us your link or, or upload the video uh, you know we sorry the first step is you select your template then you give us your video link or upload the video um, and then you can customize, like you can change the font for the, for the headline, for example, or the colors of the background or add a, like a loading bar, you know, which, which helps with engagement as well. You can add a call to action. You can, you can have a nice logo animation at the end. Also, there's like all sorts of really cool stuff that you can, um, customize the video for. So you can make it your own and make it look like yours and unique. Um, so, and, and then you just hit submit, like a, seriously, if you've got the video already, um, it takes, and, and it takes less than a minute <laughs> to to go through the submission process. It's it's really a very very quickly. Um, and then you know we we we've got a team of people. We we manually transcribe the videos for you. Uh, so it's human beings. We don't use software for that. Um, then we we review that, make sure it's a hundred percent. And then once we we're happy with that, we burn that into 
the videos with the, uh, our video editors take that the, the those, those caption files and burn the captions into your video so that no one can remove them and you can, you know, they show up on, on everywhere we upload them. And then, you know, once we, we go through another review process, once we're happy with it, we send you the final file. So, so we, we've got a 24 hour delivery, um, promise, uh, uh, during business days. So only, you know, you submit your video today, you get it back tomorrow. Um, so yeah, we've, we've got uh, different plans there depending on, on, uh, you know, how, how many videos you want to do. Uh, there's one where you can get uh, four videos a month. So it's like one a week. If you just want to sort of dip your toes into it, there's one where you, if you a little bit more serious about the social media thing, where you can do like say two videos a, a week and then a couple extra. So it's like 10, 10 a month. And then there's one, if you, if you either an agency or, or, or you know, want to do it like daily, uh, it gives you 20 credits, um, a month as well, 20, 20 video credits, um, and then we, we're actually working on a, a proper agency plans where it's like more, more like 50 credits a month. So we can, uh, you know, with all these plans, you can either do it for yourself or create these videos for others as well. That's, that's the other thing you can, you can actually, you know, we don't care if you want to use them for your clients, you know, so, so all those plans are available, uh, there for you to, to grab it. If you, if you get us, well, we, we've got a free trial as well, actually. Um, if you, uh, for, for the first seven days, you can get four video credits, um, you do have to sign up through, either through your credit card or PayPal for, for, for that, but it's the first seven days you don't get charged, uh, and you can submit four videos, um, if you want to. And if you love it, you, you stay on, if you don't love it, you just hit unsubscribe or cancel and, and you won't get charged, you know, within those seven days. Um, but yeah, that's that you can get all that at splashio.com. Yeah. Awesome. And we'll have all the links in the show notes um, for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 91. And, you know, as a, as a video producer running a video production company, we, we create variations of, of the core videos we produce for our clients. And often we create versions with burnt in captions uh, in the style that Splashio does. But I can tell you that going to your video production company, to get those produced, they're going to charge you a lot more than Splashio will. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know we, we do, for example. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, the, the benefit of what you guys do is, is you do one thing and you do it well. Um, and you take that monkey off, off the back of particularly, you know, people who are creating video for their, for their own brand and their own self. So mm. that's awesome. Um, and yeah, awesome to be able to hear, hear from you, you know, how to do this better, how to do this well, and why it's so important to have burnt in captions on your videos. So any, any final words, Gideon, before we wrap up? Uh, I mean, not really. I, I think it's, it's just, uh, that, um, you know, keeping it simple thing and, and, um, you know, even though it might be a fearful thing to be creating this content, if you're just sort of getting started, uh, you know, it's just, just to do it, do it anyway and do it while you're scared. I think that can make a huge difference to just getting out there and just having, just having a ton of fun, you know, and, uh, and who cares if you, if you're getting zero likes or shares on your first few, video, few videos, I mean, just, that's just learning, right. And you just build it up over time. So, I mean, and I think it's, we're living in unprecedented times, you know, where you can reach anybody almost any, anywhere in the world and, and build a following, you know, just by, just by speaking on the, on a camera, on, on in, in your microphone. Um, it's incredible, you know, uh, all from the comfort of your own home or your own office if you want to. So it, it's very exciting. So I'd encourage you, you know, if you haven't done it yet to, to get into it, it's, it's, it's a good, good fun game. Yeah. Awesome. Couldn't agree more. Thanks for your time, Gideon. It's been good to chat. You're welcome, Ben. And looking forward to the next one. (laughs) Cheers. So did you enjoy that episode today? Gideon is awesome, isn't he? So I can't wait to actually get him back on the show again soon. 
And as I mentioned, all the links to everything that Gideon's got going on, including Splashio, if you want to try out that service, which I highly encourage you to. It's at the episode notes over at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 91. Now, my affiliate link for splashio.com, if you'd love to try that out, and by doing so using this link, you're actually supporting this show as I receive a small commission for any purchases that you make at no extra cost to you. So thank you very much for considering using this link specifically. That is engagevideomarketing.com slash splashio, S-P-L, A-S-H-E-O. And as always, I'd love a rating and review for this show. If you do enjoy this Engage Video Marketing podcast, it really fires me up when I see these ratings uh, and reviews coming through and it keeps me going to provide this value to you. So thanks again. You can do that over at engagevideomarketing.com slash iTunes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And I'd love to hear from you if you are interested in joining me for episode 100 coming up very soon. If you want to be one of the three or four people I'm going to uh, have on that show for just a brief interview to just get to know a little bit more about you and bring that to our audience to celebrate episode 100, reach out to me podcast at engagevideomarketing.com and let's hook that up. So until next time where I'm back with another awesome guest interview. Now, next week, I'm actually joined by Jeremy Vest, who's the Director of Marketing at vidIQ. Now, if you haven't heard about vidIQ before, then I encourage you to join me next week for that episode, because it's a cracking episode uh, where Jeremy really brings so much value, and I can't wait to share it with you then. So until then, take good care. I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video. Bye for now. Hey, Ben here. I just want to take a moment to help you out with something. If you, like many of the Engage Video Marketing podcast listeners, are looking for ways to do video for your business better, then keep listening. I've put together a free foundations video course designed to help you better understand the fundamentals of effective online video strategy for your brand or business. The three-part video series will step you through the roadmap to ensuring you know what videos to make and why, so you can get started the right way with video for your business. To jump in right now for free, head on over to engagevideomarketing.com foundations. I can't wait to see you there.